This episode, Zelensky and Putin and Biden, oh my, and Quintez Brown takes a shot at Greenberg in Louisville, Kentucky. We don't mean figuratively. I'm your host, Ed Gatens. I'm your co-host, John Delancey. Join us as we fall back to the keep, hold the center, and protect against the predations of the far right and the radical left. This is Raging Centrist. The first thing we should talk about is Russia. We've been talking about this for weeks, and it causes me some, some anxiety. They've been throwing a lot of troop numbers out there. Um, I've heard up to... You know, 100,000, 125,000. Now they're up to 150,000. I heard of 90,000, 190,000 earlier today. And I hadn't heard that, but I wouldn't doubt it at all. These troop movements are unsettling, and there are skirmishes in Doom. Donbass. Donbass. Thank you for the pronunciation correction. Um, we had an interview with NPR's Mary Louise Kelly speaking to the United Nations' Linda Thomas Greenfield about. Um, their efforts to avert a military conflict with Russia. It looks like, as we the news is breaking now, that uh, Russia is moving some troops around. Yeah, I uh, just saw in the Jerusalem Post, uh, they're reporting that Putin had ordered Russian peacekeepers into eastern Ukraine. This is just shortly after uh, Vladimir Putin officially recognized the Donbass region um, as part of the Russian Empire. Um, now, uh, Biden has also uh, unleashed uh, the first round of sanctions against Russia for recognizing Donbass. Um, the sanctions include uh, things of any type of financial transactions, business dealings, anything of that nature. Any individuals that are in those regions of the world are, are no longer going to be permitted, apparently. Um, this, is, uh, this is the 1930s 2.0. Uh, we have an expansionist here, an authoritarian, a dictator, Vladimir Putin. He is trying to reclaim the glory of the old Soviet Union. Uh, this has played out before, remember, the fall of the Kaiser and what that led to uh, in the 1930s, late 20s and early 30s in Germany. Um, there's going to be really no stop here. Putin's going to take Ukraine. Um, I don't know how bloody of a conflict it's going to be, but if we think that he's going to stop at Ukraine... He's not stopping. He's, He's not. going to go right up to Belarus. This is military expansionism from an old school KGB ex-operative turned leader of the ex-Soviet Republic. So, I mean, um, Soviet Socialist Republic, it falls 1989 after Glasnost. Now we have a person in here who wants to recapture their glory. Also, they're calling them Russian-backed separatists in eastern Ukraine. I think nothing could really be further than the truth. You might have very small pockets of people that are Russian-backed separatists from Ukraine, but how many people really want to separate from Ukraine, right? Ukraine is a sovereign nation. The reason Putin is doing this now, I think, is because he does not want Ukraine to be backed and accepted into NATO because they are a sovereign nation. As soon as he can get his hooks in there and make sure that they are um, under his purview, it's a done deal. You have to realize that this too has been going, this is decades in the making here. Uh, Putin and Russia, um, by his extension, um, has been testing the waters. I mean, since the Bush administration, since W was in office uh, mm -hmm. with the Georgia war, 
Um, then we had the annexation of Crimea in 2014. And now we've had this ongoing conflict in eastern Ukraine uh, by these Russian-backed separatists that are supposedly, you know, standing up for the people there. Uh, Russia, in their media, I know, is trying to report on apparent genocide that's going on uh, from the Ukrainians against Russian people in eastern Ukraine, and that's why they have to go there. This is the justification for the invasion. Um, there's really no evidence of this. There's absolutely no um, evidence of and, that. And I believe that this is, again, just this is a lot of wash. Russia is really good with their propaganda. I mean, they figured out that story a long time ago. Well, we had been told from our um, State Department that there was going to be a false flag operation. We were told this many times. They, they had been grilled by, um, you know, a couple reporters had been like, okay, well, you know, where is this intelligence at? And they would be like, well, I'm telling you what the intelligence are. And they'd be like, no, well, where's the real documentation of this intelligence? Um and and th there was kind of like a kerfuffle there, and hey boys, how you doing? How was the outside? Good. Good. We're filming again, so back on into the bedroom. Thank you guys. Hey, Thanks, watch fellas. Yeah, we won't be much longer. So, all right, and back to it because the the boys are now out. Um, Russia's bad. <laughs> uh, Russia, Russia is bad um, listen Putin's not going to stop here if anybody thinks you know the American public doesn't have a stomach for war I think uh, what we saw this past August in Afghanistan um, really upset a lot of people um, that was a, a lot 20, of people. 20 year 21 year conflict in that country um, we also have the debacle that was Iraq um, that has happened under a couple administrations as well too um, this is not this is Putin playing us right now because we don't have the stomach for war. And he is going to take Ukraine. He has won in Ukraine since Crimea at least. And it's not going to stop there. Like you had said, Belarus probably next. Heck, I would even say possibly Poland. Now, Poland, is, of course, is in NATO. No. Um, but I mean, look, anything... Uh, you never know. Anything that is NATO. Depends. I, I mean, that's why this is moving so fast suddenly. It, it, you know, it was always on the... It was always moving in this direction for Putin, military expansionism, but now it's a hot topic. Do you think that this is a hot issue, not just because he put the army there, an army that's costing him an awful lot, an army that marches on its stomach. Mm -hmm. You know, we've all heard that that phrase. It's because all those resources that he has tied up in this, he's not taking no for an answer. Of course not. This is going to happen. It's starting to happen right now. And do we have the stomach to get into a military engagement with Russia at this time. I know we're going to do like almost like a Lend-Lease type thing with Ukraine. We're going to be pumping in weapons. We're not going to put boots on the ground. They've already said that as far as fighting for Ukraine is concerned. It all depends on, though, what the spillover is and how far this goes. Let me just say this and make this perfectly clear, that uh, they still are, there's headlines about diplomacy and diplomacy and diplomacy and maybe this, maybe that. Um, I, you're only forgoing the inevitable with diplomacy with this gentleman. He is. Go he wants Ukraine. He he wants that country. He wants to rekindle the glory of the old Russian Empire, and that's what it comes down to. We have seen this historically before. It's happening again. What's the way out for him? No, for us, there is no way out. There is no way out. So no. this is you. They are going to take Ukraine, and it's either going to be a bloody mess or the Ukraine's going to fall over. Now we're pumping weapons in there. We send that shipment of javelins over there. 
They've been sending a whole bunch of hardware over there. Now, what about Western Europe? Isn't this, I've heard a lot of different commentators talk and they say that this, you know, yeah, it's a pressing issue, but this is a Western European issue. They need to protect their area. We cannot be the the police on all portions of the world stage. We've got I mean, to convince those Americans and those people that are on the fence about this. This is not going to stop. This is the 1930s again. This is Chamberlain going, peace in our time. This is what it is. This gentleman, Mr. Putin, I'm going to say he's a gentleman. The guy's not an idiot. He's smart. Oh, he's he a smart wants fella. to expand his empire. He is going to do it. It's a shame to say it. But in one respect, I I believe you, I believe you, but I don't want it to be so. I also... A lot of people don't want it to be so. Don't want it to be another long, protracted military engagement that is costly, not only in resources, but in potential American lives, while other countries sit by the sidelines and say, oh my goodness, what do we do? What really concerns me here is the age of Putin, and I, I, forgive me for not knowing his exact age, I'm sure he's in his 60s by now at this point. Um, I'm a little concerned with the uh, ICBM test that they did the other day, and the hypersonic missiles test they did the other day. I want to, I'm a little concerned with how big of a head Vlad has actually got. Do you think it's, I mean, of course it's saber-rattling, but do you also think that it is a warning to us that if we engage militarily, that he is ready and willing and feels justified in taking a, an attack position rather than a defensive position? Yeah, I think it could be some saber-rattling. Obviously, it's saber-rattling. Um, I think it could be a warning as well, too. But I want to know how much he actually believes in MAD. Does he really believe in MAD? I, I really hope that he, he does. Because, you know, that's what stopped the Soviets and us from destroying each other. Mm-hmm. Again, now, instead and of and having... just for all of, our, all of our listeners, MAD, mutual assured destruction. That's know, what we're talking about. And this was, you know, you've got to remember that the communist government was more than just, you know, one leader was more than just Gorbachev. It was more than just, a, you know... Stalin, it was more than all those guys. I mean, there, were, there was a whole council there. They, they came to that conclusion. They were very comfortable in their position of power in the Soviet Union. They didn't want to destroy the world because, you know, they were running wild. But I, I don't know Vlad's position on that. That's what's concerning to me. As far as a contained war in Europe, is it going to be bloody? Yes. Is it going to be expensive? Yes. Is it going to be hard on the European people? Yes. yes. Is it going to be hard on us, too, as far as goods and services are concerned, fuel costs, things of that nature? Yes. But, and, and in the offing, once he goes in there, next thing you know, China, Taiwan, China, Taiwan. I know, I know, I know. Right the in, Pacific it's a smoke screen. Yeah, it's the 1930s all over again. But here's here's my question, too, as far as, as, as far as what Russia is willing to commit to here. If we can make the internal re- re- uh, rebellion forces in the Ukraine actually put up a good fight against him, really draw out the conflict, then I'd like to see how the, you know cards fall on that point but again they would have to be fueled with our weapons yes of course and hopefully other support and supply line support yes all throughout western proxy war you know it's a proxy war we'll be fighting a war through it's not a pretty no matter what happens at this point it's not a pretty outcome and diplomacy people that's actually say you know or or people that are on the fence about this as far as us getting involved in this issue whatsoever he's not going to stop there 
it's only going to get worse. And if we wait too long on this, wait too long on boxing him in, he's going to become a problem that we can't control. I, I think he already is a problem that we're we're finding increasingly difficult to, exactly. to control. Um, I also think that China is just, they are just loving every minute of this, but they can't really say anything because they're just wrapping up the Olympics. Of they course. want to look good on the world stage. And then they're going to start with the flyovers of Taiwan again. If Putin, when Putin becomes fully militarily active in that region, China is going to, is just going to go. Yeah. Um, we do have to move on. I'd really like to talk about this. Uh, Quintez Brown, 21-year-old, goes into Craig Greenberg, Democrat, running for mayor in Louisville, Kentucky, goes into his office. It's Greenberg and four other people in the office. He opens fire. Somebody jumps up, quickly closes the door. A bullet grazes uh, Mr. Greenberg's sweater, and it's, it's, it's a harrowing experience. Hey, James. How you doing? Yes. We're st we're still filming, sir. Oh, the Nerf. Gun, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Nerf gun. Go show that to Good John. Um, all right, listen, as far as Mr. Brown is concerned, this gentleman um, did a wanton act of violence here. I mean, I don't understand. Again, there's been talk of some kind of uh, mental problem with him, and I, I'm deeply sympathetic to something along those lines. Um, maybe a combination of radicalization as far as, you know, some of... The things that he believed and how they were impacting him but what we have here is an individual that tried to assassinate a candidate a mayoral candidate for louisville and then what was uh, he was eventually released or something on bail so he goes in arrested on monday approximately 10 minutes after the event by kentucky police then on wednesday he's out originally bail was set at seventy-five thousand. then it was up to one hundred thousand. BLM posted bail and uh, appointed, I think it's Rob Eggert, um, as his attorney. Now, as with anybody who has accusations against them, against them, pardon me, the attorney is doing all the talking. The family is not intersecting with the media, yes. which is, you know, that's all within their purview. That's and and advisable. Yes, I would say the same thing, especially if Mr. Brown had some type of um, uh, mental. Um, uh, mental health issues yes. if you had mental health issues now however if you do have mental health issues i don't suggest picking up a gun and going to the office of a mayoral candidate he's not a public official yet he is a candidate but still going in there not that it's good to do that to uh, uh an employee of the government or, or somebody who is a you know uh in a public office you had mentioned before we come online not to not to uh to interrupt you is that there's obviously more to the story going okay go check it out but there's obviously more to the story going on than than we're hearing and i'd like to know the full story i'd like to see more of what the possible motive is, is for him to do this was there something that greenberg had done or maybe he felt slighted by someone in the office i don't understand that i also don't understand uh the bailing out of uh him uh by the uh, other organization blm only because if if he, and it looks like this gentleman, there's no question that he did it. Um, I, I'm a little concerned as to what provoked them to put the resources behind them. Maybe there's more to this story than we just don't know. Yeah, there possibly is. Um, Quintez Brown was a rising star in the social justice warrior movement. He had um, multiple 
articles that he had written for uh, the Louisville Courier Journal. Um, and um, he also was, let me check my notes, he was, um, according to an archived version of the Obama Foundation website, Brown was featured as a member of My Brother's Keeper Alliance, focusing on building safe and supportive communities for boys and young men of color where they feel valued and have clear pathways to opportunity, the website says. So, I mean, he had some good connections to people. He was he was moving forward, um, social justice causes, and... These are very admirable pursuits. Yeah, very, very you know? admirable pursuits. So um, where did it go off the rails to know. him waving, a, and not just waving a gun around, but shooting, but shooting yeah. you know, shooting off rounds? Um, it's, it's a little troubling, um, but yeah, I agree that there's probably not that it's justified, but there's definitely more to the story. I think there is. Um, I think we'll find that out when it does go to trial. Um, that being said, I'm glad that no one was hurt or seriously injured in this. I'm sure some people are a little little shocked about why, by what happened or had, you know, a case of shock. Um, and I do hope that Mr. Brown, if he does have some kind of um, mental health issue going on, receives the treatment that he needs in order to maybe take a look back and, and make a different assessment of, of what his purpose in life is. Because he obviously had a really good course up until this point. You know, he was trying to really make a difference in the community. And then there's this about face. You know, I mean, what's going on there? What really, what is going on there? Yeah. Um, as we know, mental health issues can happen to anyone for a wide number of reasons. Um I hope that for his sake, he can get the help that he needs, but also that he's not being endangering anyone else in our community, well, in our larger community. Obviously, yes. It goes um, without saying. He did, he does need, if he did do this stuff, there obviously has to be some element of punishment to it, obviously. Um, and 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 it has to, everything has to be taken into account. And that's why I say we should wait until this goes to trial, uh, only because I believe there'll be a lot more information than we have purview to. We'll yeah. be able to review it. But by then, it might also be that. a cold story, right? Yeah, maybe it might be one of those story. things where it's just whatever happens in the future, it's, it's happened so long ago that it's just like, oh, wow, yeah, that did happen. And you never really find out the real answers for it. Well, after two years of concentrating on internal issues and the entire world doing it as far as their domestic issues are concerned... Now the world it looks like it's turning into a more of an international spotlight. Yeah. So you're probably going to see these domestic stories sort of wither or fade away, like you just said, and see more international yeah, stories. As we have a lot more happening on the international stage, especially with with Russia and yes. and friends, we'll say with Russia and friends, it's uh it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Look, uh, I'm your host, Ed Gatens. And I'm your co-host, John Delancey. Thank you for joining us with Raging Centrist. Please like, comment, subscribe. If you're going to make a comment, please keep it respectful. Uh, Thank you for joining us as we fall back to the keep, hold the center, and guard against the predations of the far right and the radical left. We'll We'll be back next week with some new topics. Take care now.